This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I'm nearly flawless, hitting these at about a 33% rate, which for upset alerts <laughs> is very high. And again, this is just an alert, not necessarily a guarantee. <laughs> Seahawks over Broncos. Oh, stop it. Part of the absurd alert segment is everyone making sour faces at me like, oh! and then on Monday being like, man, I can't believe it. He got another one. I would like to apologize to America and to my coworkers, the people that you see here every day and the people behind the scenes. That take was so hot <laughs> and so accurate, it blew out the audio for the first half hour of the show. But we are back. Thanks for bearing with us. Trust me, I won't do it again until next Friday when I get another upset alert, right? But for now, we're going to start the show with the decision to kick the field goal heard around the world. Welcome back to First Things First. 64-yard field goal. If Brew was coaching, he would have let Russ go for it. Yes, Cook. Here's what Russ said after the game. Take a listen. We said, you know, where can you make it from tonight? And he said 46 left hash. I think we were on the 46, right? 46 left hash. That was before the drive. And we got it. We got it there. Unfortunately, it didn't go in. Um, I think he has a leg for it, for sure. Um, you know, just went a little left, I believe. And just, um, you know, in, in terms of, I believe in Coach Hack. I believe in what we're doing. Um, you know, and believe in everything. And, uh you know, any time you can try to find a way to make a play on fourth and five, that, that's great too. But also, we I think we I think I don't think it was the wrong decision. You know, I think he can make it. Obviously, we hindsight, you know, we didn't make it. But uh, if we were in that situation again, I wouldn't doubt whatever he decided. Nick, you have been holding on to the desk for 31 <laughs> minutes now. Let these takes go, my friend. Yeah, and again, I'm gonna. I Wilds is a great teammate. And so he said the technical issues were because his take was too hot. That's true. It's because Brew literally pulled the pulled the power <laughs> from the building to protect his beloved <laughs> Russell Wilson. <laughs> so listen, guys, Russ didn't demand a trade by the most expensive house in the history of Colorado. Come up with the corniest catchphrase ever. Oh, and do all of those rehearsals. For this, he didn't do all of this <laughs> for his coach to not trust him to get five yards. You know who I would have trusted to get five yards? The Russell Wilson that ran around. The Russell Wilson See, who was one of the most that's deadly third and fourth and short quarterbacks ever. Well, that was before he was Mr. Quite Limited. And Nathaniel Hackett, you know, has dealt with Mr. Limited for a month and is like, ah, what do, what do I trust? The second longest field goal in the history of pro football or my quarter of a billion dollar quarterback. And he said, <laughs> McManus, get on out there. <laughs> so here's the thing. I think it's probably fair to say I'm one of the more vocal Russell Wilson critics in the media. Yes, fair to say. And even I think that might be the worst coaching decision I've seen in modern NFL history, bro. Bro, the word that I would use is indefensible. 
So we have seen other coaching decisions that we disagree with. Marty Morningweg, once upon a time, when overtime was just first points win, punt or kicked off in overtime. But at least that was defensible. It was like, well, the weather and the defense, right. you understood it. Pete Carroll. Letting, you know, putting the Super Bowl in Russell Wilson's oh, hands. Yikes. Instead of going with Marshawn Lynch. Good defense. That was, again, defensible. I don't agree yeah. with it, but it was, you know, they were in a bare front. You had six guys. It's defensible. This was indefensible. It's unlike any head coaching decision I can ever remember. And it would have been the wrong call at 4th and 10. At 4th and 15, it's a question. At 4th and 20, okay, I guess try it. At fourth and five, Brew, it was as bad of a coaching gaffe as I've ever seen. And for this to be in any other job, if you got hired oh, in a high-profile spot, here it comes. and you made a mistake of this level on your first day, the people who hired you are holding a meeting. Oh, okay. like, oh, oh yeah. Man. All right. I thought you were going to go there. No, you, I, you pulled it back from the precipice. I, I'm not. I'm not firing Nathaniel Hackett. Ooh. But he has found a way to put himself on the hot seat oh, faster yeah, than any coach I've ever <clears throat> seen, bro. You're you're right. Uh, I, I agree with. Once you got off of killing Russ, <laughs> you <laughs> were golden right there. And let me say this for America, because yeah. you, you were right. That's true. You deserve your props. Oh, thank you. But Wilds was not the only. Nobody points out. That my upset alert was Steelers. Okay. Oh my God, we're okay. Bengals. Okay. Steelers. I'm just what? saying. I'm not no, gonna no. stay on it, but no. I'm just saying. No, nobody can a brother get a little no, bit of love? My day. You can't. You can't. My day. You, that was a bigger upset. But anyway, like okay. My day. okay, okay, oh. whatever. But <laughs> you were right about Nathaniel Hackett. Oh my gosh. I mean, first of all, let's look at some numbers because the analytics guys are typically the ones that do some strange stuff. But none of the analytics, barring some one we saw at a, in a, a, a dot-com publication, look at this. If you had to make the 64-yard field goal, you had a 14% and I think that's chance. High. I think that's high. Probably. There's been two in the history of the game, and you said yeah. it earlier. None, only one in a dome or in Denver with yeah. my high stadium. And then if you the percentages of converting fourth and five, 42%. Not to mention, Nick, and, and you got it. I think you'll even admit this. Russ was cooking. No, no, no. Ru- look, it wasn't a gourmet meal, but it was beyond edible. He should have gone. It was very edible. good. Uh, it, with any quarterback, you got to go for it. Any quarterback. But Russ, look, he, had, he threw for 340 yards. Mm-hmm. I like to see him run a little more, too. You're right. The but care he threw for 340 40. yards. Mm-hmm. 199 of them came on third down. Yeah. He was they 12 for 14 on third down. On third down. He yeah. was doing damage. He was surgical with the short passes. All right? And I mean it. All right? He was surgical with the short passes. Obviously, you should have gone for it. Okay. And, and look, it wasn't just that, though, Wilds. Nathaniel Hackett had me pulling out my hair all game long. The last call was just, as Nick said, indefensible. But what about in shotgun formation on the one-yard line? Twice! Yeah, it was a I, terrible You, you game. take away the option of the QB sneak, which brings in the defenders on the interior line, so it gives you more room outside. You take away the option for the pitch, if you become predictable. Nathaniel Hackett, and now I was reading the Denver Papers today. He is on the hot of seat. Of course. They said the honeymoon is over. Ooh. Yeah. Which right, is to the, right to the and, divorce and, and lawyer. I thought it was a good hire. Barbados, right yes. to the office. Uh, let me say this quickly because yeah. Nick Nick was, I, like I said, Nick went, 
He wanted to rip Russ. So yeah, I because Russ correct was not thing. good. They scored 16 really? points. He had 340 yards? Bro, stop. We all saw the game. And it wasn't, it biggest, wasn't against prevent defense. His it biggest was pass of the legit. game was a terrible underthrow that oh. he got saved on. He had two picks dropped. He threw 12 passes in the red zone. They scored zero touchdowns on them. They scored 16 points in his return to Seattle. He got outdueled by Geno Smith. Let's not act like Russ played well. However, the villain is Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> can I stop? Can I, can I meet you in the middle yeah. here? I'm going to do the, the impossible. I'm, I'm going to try to defend Nathaniel Hackett, but no. you'll like it. Oh, you'll that like is it. the impossible. No, you'll like it. Wow. You'll like it. Nathaniel Hackett has never coached a pro football game in his entire life. He's got a pivotal decision to make. Russell Wilson is, agree is the face of that franchise. He's supposed to be, like uh, Eric Mangini says, force multiplier. Make everybody better around you. Be the sort of the spirit of the franchise. Okay. Absolutely agree. He has a quote. They said, hey, you know what? We talked to the kicker, said he could hit it from 64. Why didn't Russ say, oh, we're going to kick it? Why didn't Russ say, you know what? Let, give, me a chance to, give me a chance to get it, coach. Why didn't Russ? Why, it, that's not a 100%. Okay. I mean, I understand sort of like, you know, a hierarchy of decision making. Right. I totally well, get it. But do I think that Nathaniel had, like, why didn't Russ say it? Why didn't Russ say, give me a chance? Give me a chance, Coach. I'm going to answer both of you okay. guys, okay? Because you, you took it out on Russ. They don't believe in him. He's older. He doesn't run anymore. And you took it out on him for not, you know, pulling the cord on that call. Aaron Rodgers, Nathaniel Hackett was the offensive coordinator on that Green Bay Packers team less than yeah. two years ago. Sure. NFC title game, fourth and eight. Yeah. And they kick up with two minutes left. And they kick a field goal with the great yeah. Aaron Rodgers there, and they never get the ball back. Okay, so yeah. And they lose. Why didn't Aaron Rodgers? He's better than Russell uh He probably should have. He should have. We talked about that in the show. But the better okay, but he didn't. Yeah. And 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 no. and right. you're gonna tell me Matt Lafleur doesn't trust Aaron Rodgers? No, I'm gonna tell so you. So I'm that just saying that doesn't mean he doesn't this trust. Is more of a mistake. No, Russell? he trusts him enough, not as much as McManus making the second longest field goal in the history of the NFL. He trusts. So there's a level of trust. Like, do I trust like my dog to watch my toddler? No. Do I trust Russell Wilson to pick up a fourth down? Well, more than the dog toddler situation. Do I trust Brandon McManus to make? The second greatest kick in the history of football. More than I trust Russell Wilson to pick up five yards. Once again, you're not, don't argue with me. That's arguing that's, that's what we saw happen. And we saw Lamar. You mentioned this in the pre-show. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim Harbaugh asked Lamar. We also, if you were watching the Manning cast, the moment third down ended, Peyton yes. signaling for a yes. timeout. You know who also can do that? Facts. The actual quarterback. That's true. He signaled for a timeout. And so, so the, but I think Russ also knew, despite... Some of the empty calories. Empty he wasn't calories. Bro, do you think do you think Russ was sharp yesterday? I thought he, he was played? good. Okay, I disagree. He wasn't spectacular. He was good, and and you killed him for the underthrow to Judy. Mm -hmm. How many times did Patrick Mahomes underthrow okay. Tyreek oh. Hill for touchdowns? Okay, that's fine. But that's you know what? So be it. Well, I didn't kill him for the underthrow to Judy. I said his one substantial play was an underthrow. He, I, I don't think Russell Wilson played a good game. I think despite that, what Hackett did is insane. Almost as insane. as, And this is what is so puzzling to me. Because Brew just gave us the good example. Nathaniel Hackett was the coordinator in Green Bay when they did this. It's almost as puzzling as folks knowing all that and being like, yep. That team's going to win the AFC West. That team's going oh, to be I'm a not. juggernaut. That team's going to be a contender. Why? Why? 
So you're writing them off already. I had already written them off as a contender. They were never going to be a contender. And now, for the Broncos, when we've talked before about the end of the season, they have the toughest six-game stretch of any team in football. They had to get their touchdown favorites against one of the supposedly worst teams in the league. You watch that team yesterday. They look, they look sharp. You had five pre-snap penalties. How many, the delay of games, are we allowed to blame those on Russ? The, the, the drop uh, kicks, are we allowed to blame those on Russ? I don't know kinda. what we're allowed to blame on. I know this. When you have Baltimore, Kansas City, Arizona, the Rams, Kansas City, and the Chargers, in your final six weeks of the year, you need to bank wins early. That's fair. You can't, w- would you agree wow, that the game good. against Seattle was supposed to be, it's easier than any of their divisional games. It's supposed to be one of the easiest games on their schedule. And they blew it. They absolutely they blew it. Blew it. Okay. And so, so can I tell you why I'm still high on them, even though they were my upset alert? It's just two fumbles at the goal line. Those aren't strategies. Right. Those aren't you weren't ready for the game. Those weren't fundamental flaws. Not at the goal Seattle line. Seattle had a fourth not twice at, no, at not the twice eighth. at the goal line. I feel like they should have won that game. They should have won the game. Admit Just that. normal football wins that game if freak stuff doesn't happen. Okay, what I guess no. my your, my point is this. Despite because the I used two fumbles at the goal line and Seattle also had one drive in inside the ten on fourth and inches. So there might so call it minus one in that regard, which is why you pay a quarterback a quarter of a million dollars to make a play. You mentioned it earlier, right before this kick, that they had a second and fourteen, and Russ drops the football that was and then that tries to pick it up play. and run. Or, no, that was slick. Or the because like it almost what, was. Of the, what about the fact that prior to those fumbles at the goal line, each of those drives, Russell Wilson had multiple pass attempts, and none of them came close to resulting in a touchdown. They're sailing out the back of the end zone. Their one is hitting a defender in the helmet, and he's and he missing it. He well, one was right on the goal line. Yeah, that was almost R- a touchdown. Russ threw twelve passes inside the twenty. They scored zero touchdowns off it. Russ had multiple opportunities to rush for first downs. He ran the ball once for two yards. So why do you think that is? Because there's been a lot to be made of. He's like, not the athlete he once was, and because he can wants, still run. He's not running at all. Yeah, because he he this guys how, how we we have all this evidence. His teammates, the former teammates, don't like him. His former coach seems a little annoyed with him. We have all the, the I, I want to be a Seahawk for life. By the way, I have a no trade clause. By the way, here are the teams I'll go to. We have all this evidence that Russell Wilson. I'm watching the Super Bowl with Roger Goodell. I want to be out there. I want to win an MVP. I want to be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. He wants to not only win, he wants to win a certain way. And he wants to be looked at the way the greatest quarterbacks uh, are. It, and those oh, guys no. aren't little scrambling guys. So he stopped scrambling. So why else he No, I think he's getting he at, When guys get older, he's what, 33 going on 34? When guys get older, they stop running as much. Well, if he doesn't run, he's not worth a quarter of a billion. No, he's still worth it. And you'll see it. They will be a contender. Mark my words. For they the final wild card spot? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I didn't have them beating Kansas City for the division. You know that. I got Kansas City winning the division. They will be in the playoffs as a wild card team. That's the fine. defense was bad early, first half, looked horrible, right? But came on strong toward the end. And Russ, look, I think you guys are killing Russ far too much. Okay. Tell that to Nathaniel. He was fine. <laughs> it was a It was a hacking job. That's He's your guy. He's hey. your guy. Short break. We'll be right back talking about Dak. Medical miracle going down in Texas. We discuss next. All of a sudden, eight weeks, four weeks. 
Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. We won't be putting him on IR, uh, which means that uh, we want him to be uh, a consideration uh, for playing within the next four games. If we thought he wasn't going to be ready to go for uh, four games, until after four games, we would put him on IR. We're not doing that. We think he can come in and play, so we don't want to uh, not have him out there practicing. We want him uh, getting prepared, and we'll see how he uh, handles this thing, how it um, heals, mainly how he can, uh, his strength, how he can grip the ball, what his status is. Uh, but that's not being an optimist. The proof is that uh, we got a good surgery, got good technique, and uh, feel uh, better about it than we did uh, Sunday night. I mean, welcome back, Coach Mangini. <laughs> I'm just befuddled by that sound because to me it reeks of sort of an optimistic desperation where initially it was eight to ten weeks, and all of a sudden, hey, within four weeks, Dak is back. I just was I thought it was very strange, and you know I dabble a little bit in orthopedics. Now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was your reaction to the sound, Coach? Well, we never want to talk about injury timetables with the guys because everybody heals differently, and, and, and if you get into timetables, you can, you can prolong that things. Makes sense. But the idea of saying we're not being optimistic, the surgery is great. Here's the other thing I'll say. We never had a player come out of a surgery where the surgeons said, Butchered hey, him. Hey, that oh. went badly. <laughs> I did a bad job. <laughs> They all come out and they're like, oh, my God, that was an unbelievable surgery. He looks great. Everything should be perfect. And that's what they tell you. And then, you, you know, you're, you're hopeful that that's the case. But I never, ever, ever had a surgeon say, yeah, that, that wasn't very good. Listen, I, I want to make this clear. I flatly don't believe this. Oh. I think this is trying to win a news cycle, and as far as... Why would he have to win a news cycle? No, like, he's keeping the fans' optimism and hope, and he is sacrificing a roster spot for four weeks for it. I think it's insane. In order for this to be the right call, Dak needs to play by October 9th against the Rams. That is 27 days away. He just had surgery on his throwing hand. And I understand that we sometimes maybe undervalue the importance of every single one of those, you know, 53 guys on your active roster. But I know you, you know, coaches, you guys, you guys stress about who's going to be up for game day, who's not, who's going to, are we going to carry one extra linebacker, one extra receiver. And now I think purely so 
Shows like this and others keep the Cowboys in the conversation. They are keeping him on the active roster. The reason they have to talk about it, Coach, is because they're not putting him on IR. But well, that's but the, making a decision. But the 53-man roster is a little bit different now with the 16-man practice squad, with the way that they let you navigate players going up and players going down, veterans on the practice. So it's a little bit different from that perspective. And if you, if you keep them off of IR and you can, you can get them some reps earlier, you feel like that has some value. I, I understand where he's coming from just because the roster – formulation and mechanics now is a bit different. Now, look, it's being reported, and granted, a reporter might be being lied to, all right, Mm -hmm. to get a certain story out there, but it's being reported in the Dallas Morning News that the type of fracture that he has is less severe than they expected, and that's why the timeline dropped from six to eight weeks to four to six weeks. So I I don't know if that's true, if they're just putting it out there, but I'll, I'll assume it's true. I think, Coach... This not only get kids, keeps fans optimistic, but it keeps your locker room optimistic. Now you've got the veteran players who aren't giving up on this season like most pundits are, saying, okay, he'll be back in four weeks, five weeks. Let's keep this thing rolling until then. We don't have as long to go. Now it's not, as, it's not eight weeks, it's four weeks that we have to keep the, the ship afloat. So I think there's, that works for him but, too. But Chris, in the locker room, you know the players talk, and you know the players talk realistically, and, and it's a lot harder to hide information from veteran players hmm. who have a relationship with Dak than it is to maybe conceal some things from the, from the outside world. Well, don't you think Dak is definitely like, I, I want to get out there. I mean, we yeah, saw I, Russell I think Wilson definitely... come back, what, three, missed three games. That didn't work. I'm just saying, though, Dak is probably looking at that like, okay, he came back in three games. But it, That's what he wants to do. I'm sure Dak is like, I've been hurt too much recently. I want to get out there as soon as I can. He don't want to give up this season. And, and, I, and I understand that, and that may be the case. And a, a injured Dak could be better than the alternative. So that could be what they're thinking, too, is even if he's not 100%, uh, 90%, 80%, right. he's still better than what they're playing for. So that could be the angle See, as well. I hate that. I mean, Robert Sala was out there when they made the call to go to Flacco, and he specifically said, hey, you know what? We want Zach at 110%, which I thought was like, oh, good. Get him back even better than he normally is. But I don't know what you're doing. You're putting extra pressure on Dak to come back maybe a little bit too soon. And I also think it hurts Cooper Rush. If you're really going to ride with Cooper Rush and be like, all right, like that, but then if Dak's back with 70% with a cast on his hand, better than you. you No, but, but hold on. This is not Dak Prescott with a sprained MCL. Where it's like, all right, we rush him back a bit. We're going to have to change the playbook a bit, not do rollouts, not do bootlegs, putting throw the ball. He is, he, 24 hours ago, he went under the knife on his throwing hand and had surgery. The idea that he is going to play a football game less than four weeks later against Aaron Donald is insanity. It's not happening. Also, he's like, he's going to spend that week leading up to practicing. He's got to practice, do all these things. It is just. It, it, so it, you make a great point that because of the way they've changed some things, the roster spots maybe aren't quite as precious as they once were. But they're still valuable. There's still a reason to them, and there's also the reason the NFL changed the IR rules. So you can put a guy on IR, then take him off. They changed a couple times. Is for this exact type of situation. 
So, okay, don't waste the roster spot on a guy for a month, but he can come back and his season's not over. It's not even halfway over. This is bananas. And I, I truly believe the only team in the league that would do this is the one owned by Jerry Jones. Because I think he's the only one when making these types of decisions. Some of it has to be part of the math is uh, – that weekly hit with Sean and RJ on 105.3 The Fan. This is going to really go over think, great. Do you really think that as the owner, the greatest thing about being the owner of the team is you can't get fired. It doesn't matter what the media says about you. It, you, you can't, that matters to head coaches. That matters to GMs. That matters to team and presidents. To it doesn't matter to ownership. And he's flying Stephen A. and his own team chopper for shows. He's doing weekly radio <laughs> hits. He like cares that. about the news cycles. Well, and this is a win of a news. Yesterday, everyone would kill the Cowboys season over. Today, what's the topic on the show? Oh, did we write off the Cowboys too soon? Well, we're back. Oh, boy. We're back. Don't worry about Cooper Rush. Well, the season's still over. I, mean, I agree. There's no the doubt about that. He's, got he He's back. He's back for the room. Yeah, all right. All right, um, Coach, let every our audience in behind the curtain. We went to our uh, conference room this afternoon, and Dusty had a full on. Dusty, our esteemed researcher, sitting uh-huh. over there, had a full uh, tinfoil hat on. And I said, Dusty, why do you have your tinfoil hat on? He said, oh, I've got a theory about the Cowboys. I said, okay, let me hear it. He's claiming, tinfoil hat now, (laughs) that this is out there to sort of let everybody know, like, you know what? We don't really need Jimmy G. You know we're we're gonna be okay. Well, to try to the, get a better get a better deal for yes. Jimmy. Are are you are you giving any credence to that whatsoever? I would I would give that more credence that to the than to the theory that he's doing it just for the news, because yeah, if, if everybody knows you desperately need someone, right. then they sit back and they increase the price. If you if you can if you can take that that steam down a little bit and, and say yeah, it's only gonna be a short term situation. There could be some merit to that. That has more credence to me than the idea that he so has to win. You're saying Dusty takes better than mine. <laughs> I'm saying that you need a tinfoil hat. Appreciate that. Can we get him a tinfoil hat? Dusty's takes better than mine. Welcome back to the show. Glad to have you in the studio. That's for yesterday. You got to be oh, make me the hottest segment in the country. Panic time might also be called panic alarm. Might also be called the panic button. We're not sure. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, it's time for the segment that all of America has been waiting for. Is it panic time? Is it the panic button? Is it ring the alarm? We're not sure. We're kind of experimenting on air since we're a little bit off. First up. Or Joe Burrow, four interceptions and a fumble and a loss. Not a great game. Nick, are you hitting the panic button? On Burrow, no. On the Bengals as a whole, maybe. Okay. Mm. And before I even give my answer, I want to tell America, if any of Wilds' answers here are a little shaky, don't blame him. <laughs> Would you stop? He spent an hour and a half of his prep time trying to come up with a better name for this segment than Panic Time, <laughs> and he couldn't come up with it. So he's a little tilted. I was letting you know right now, he hates the name of the segment, and he spent a lot of time in creative trying to find a better one. So, on Bur- listen, Burrow's going to be fine. 
Burrow is, has proven. I had some questions about him coming out of college despite the amazing year at LSU. He answered all of them last year and then some. He will be fine. Cincinnati, however, mm. I thought Baltimore was better than them going into the season. I still think that. The offensive line actually wasn't quite as bad as the sacks and numbers suggest, but it was bad. And that was their biggest question coming into the year. And if that wasn't their biggest question, Zach Taylor was. And Zach Taylor and his Zach Taylor? I've never been in on Zach Taylor. Man. And Zach Taylor, Jamar he Chase wasn't scores. A question mark though. Going well, into the season? I felt like so you, yeah, I, I you felt never like he certainly was going into last year. But set, let, just let's talk about this game. Okay. Jamar Chase scores a touchdown. Everyone knows he scores a touchdown. Zach Taylor has to do is yep. challenge it. He has all his challenges left. There's two and a half minutes left. You're not going to be able to use them in 30 seconds anyway. Nah. Why would I challenge that? They don't score on it. Then, in overtime, what? first of all, they, they kicked the field goal on third down. Okay? That's fine. I've been watching teams do this in football, James, <laughs> yeah. my entire life. And the reason they're like, oh, here's why you kick on third. So if there's a bad snap, you can fall on it and kick it again. Yeah. Watching football my whole life. I've never seen a team do it. But it happened. They kicked on third. It was a bad snap. And then fall on it. That's coaching. Just like it's coaching that... When the, in overtime, when you're punting to kill the clock and take the tie, you punt with 18 seconds left on the play clock. The play-by-play announcer is like, what are you doing? So right. coaching questions, offensive line questions, James, for the Bengals are enough to where I'm not full panicked, yeah. but it was a less-than-overwhelming opening game. You know what's funny about this whole situation? Because before JoJo Burrow hit the Cincinnati Bengals locker room, they wouldn't even been on this segment because we expect him to lose. <laughs> right. There is no panic. We Absolutely. expect him to lose. JoJo Burrow is fine. He took this team from worse to first and a Super Bowl appearance. They are fine. They got a really good defense. JoJo will find his way. The thing is, is they went up against a really good Pittsburgh Steelers defense week one. That is tough to do. They would have gave any quarterbacks problems week one. Zero panic for JoJo zero? Burrow and zero, zero panic, panic for the Cincinnati I'm not Bengals. at zero panic, but I'm, I'm not Am I the only one watched watch JoJo Burrow last no, year? No, I, I love Burrow. Burrow will be fine. And I actually think the offensive line, as much as they upgraded it, I didn't look good yet. I obviously against the Steelers, but I think That's the line defense. will be fine. Look look at last year. Yeah. Look at how inconsistent they were last year. They got beat by the Bears, yeah. mm-hmm. the Jets, Ooh. and twice by the Browns. One of them got blown out. But they beat Kansas City twice. and dismantled Baltimore twice. Yeah. So they're an up-and-down team. They're still kind of young. They're an up-and-down team. I think they'll bounce back. They'll be fine. Okay, bro. Last Those are year, facts too. I know, but I've got facts too. I've got coaching analysis here. Last year, the offensive line was the issue. Correct? Yes. He got hit. The most he ever got Seven hit in the game sacks. was 11 times. That was last year, right? That was last year. Last year. Yeah. In week one, he got hit 11 times. That's not great. So now, if you had a car, and you do have a nice car, yeah. <laughs> and the wheels kept on falling off, and you say, you know what? I know I gotta retool this car, get new wheels. And then you take it out for the first drive and all the wheels fall off again. I don't think you'd be sitting there in a wheelless car saying, ah, everything's fine. The wheels are gonna come back on. You redid everything and the same thing happened. Yeah, That's but, why but I'm the offensive line is those wheels. I mean, we might be looking back at him saying, Man, you driving us too reckless. Ooh. Are you holding the ball See, too much? Oh, okay. Hey, panic time number one Drive is done. Right way. Next up, <laughs> the, hit the panic alarm for the second topic, which is 
Oh, a lot of people have the Cardinals going all the way to the a Super lot Bowl. Of people. <laughs> right. You, me, and one person on earth that I know of. Part, members of Kyler's family. Uh, Cardinals did not look great, Nick. Where on the panic meter are you with the Cardinals? Listen, I would love to cut the Cardinals a break here because they were playing far and away clearly the best team in football <laughs> and a team that's going to embarrass a lot of teams. That's true. <laughs> but this game was not as close as the final score suggests. Also true. This was third. They, CBS in New York cut away yes, from I know. in the third quarter. <laughs> yep. The, the like dreaded, done. we're going to bring you a more competitive <laughs> matchup alert from Greg Gumbel or Brian Gumbel. It was 37-7 to in the third quarter. Kyler looked shaky, mm. and I don't think you lock him in a in study hall all you want. That wasn't going to fix it. <laughs> and the every everyone's killing the Cardinals for blitzing Mahomes more than he's ever been blitzed before. Mm-hmm. The reason they did it was because on plays they didn't blitz him. He was averaging 12 yards a drop back, 12 yards. Wild, you had the stat yesterday. The Chiefs had 34 first downs, mm. 34 first downs that's, on 66 plays. That's a pretty good. Down. And so. It's your home opener. I understand nobody, I don't think many people expected them to beat Kansas City. But to be annihilated like that, to have no DeAndre Hopkins for another five weeks, and for your next two games to be at the Raiders, home for the Rams, and two weeks later, home for Philly. And you know the beginning of the season's when they have to bank wins because at the end of the season, Mm. Cliff Kingsbury turns into a pumpkin. Right. Like that. Right. It's. I think. I think it's panic time. Absolutely panic time for Wild Super Bowl pick. Pass it over here. Pass it over here. You got the panic button. Pass it over here because I'm pressing it. They. It is panic time for number one. (laughs) We're still working on the sound. On the defensive side of the ball, (laughs) they're probably. One of the worst defenses in the National Football League. They cannot get at the passer. That's why you're blitzing because you don't have the Chandler Joneses and the guys that can win the one-on-ones and get get after the passer. J.J. Watt was hurt, so you got no penetration coming up the middle. So you want to help those DBs and try to get the ball to come out as fast as you possibly can. B. Murphy, Byron Murphy is the only corner that they got that can play. You know, so you don't got guys that can cover. And then on the offensive side of the ball, you couldn't get nothing going. And we all been talking about Kansas City's defense. Like, is this defense going to be like this? You lose your captain in the Honey Badger. You know, you haven't really been good at rushing the passion. They made Kyler Murray and this offense look absolutely terrible. It is time to panic. And your best player on the football team on the <laughs> offense in Hopkins is not coming back through that door for five more weeks. That is panic Time and you already said the schedule. That's panic again because this too is many killing Wild. Wild thinks they're the '85 Bears, so this is killing. <laughs> you got them going to the Super Bowl, well, but not because well, they're the, not because no, they're but the I, I, whatever. The, uh, every uh, year, Super Bowl, team. Super Bowl. Yeah. You think they're a Super Bowl team? Okay, the 2000 Rams. Yeah, you think on, that's who fair. they are? Yeah. They're none of those guys. All right, I'm not panicking because I didn't think I didn't expect much from them. And Seattle obviously is better than we expected. You saw what you saw last night. Oh. Taking out Denver, they're better than we expected. Their only hope is that San Francisco is as bad as they were on Sunday. Like, that's just who they are now without Jimmy G. I don't think that's happening either. So, Arizona's done. I'm not out on Kyler, but I'm panicking about this team. They're not making the playoffs while I'm I'm a Kyler fan, but they're in trouble. Okay, you, it didn't sound like it. I feel 100%. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a Kyler off, fan. I'm just going I, off I what I going see with my eyes. Didn't see they look bad, and it's time to panic. I am not panicked. Oh my goodness. They're still my Super Bowl pick. Oh. Well, I'd hope so. One thing that one thing that Cliff Kingsbury said, Nick, is that uh, they're going to start practicing better. 
James, did you see that quote? So, the, so you're going to start practicing better now? Yeah, they, yeah. He, I think it the practices were great. About a I month mean, I ago, think that's, I think been. that's a habit by now, the way you've been practicing. Right. You know, because you got a lot of people making a lot of money. It's kind of too late to switch up that practice schedule. I feel okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm here to support you. You're not going to You went me. out on a limb. Wild sp- one, of, one of the brilliant parts of Wild Super Bowl pick was – we have an odd trend of the home team playing in the Super Bowl. It's happened two years in a row. The Cardinals are that. They, That's why they, you nobody was them picking in. them. Well, and Brew went with the ultimate troll. Like, oh, go Bills, Packers. Oh, I'm so. Great. I picked to like, win. Yeah, I don't pick I to pick, make pick, noise. Uh, and so, oh, look at the hot <laughs> yeah, and so Wow. Yeah. I picked the right. I think you well, so do I. I'm the upset alert. Yeah, yeah. I'm the upset alert. So, yeah, I want to support you, Wilds. This, this was a rough first show. Oh, okay. I guess cancel the season one game. And if the Chiefs are so good or the Cardinals so bad, pick one. Can't have both. Why you, can't it be? You can't have both. both. Why you get one both? or the other. You get when well, We got to move on. We, can, okay. we get one or the other. No Speaking of uh, fantastic players, Trevor Lawrence, what a Ooh. game from him. Through a game-ending interception. Did you watch this one? It's flushed out of the pocket. Yeah, yeah. Granted, everyone's killing Nathaniel Hackett. Meanwhile, <laughs> I spent years of my life hearing how Trevor Lawrence is going to be a once-in-a-generation player. I get to see him, and then my son gets to see somebody. My father also saw someone. This, this is my guy, my generation. <laughs> Been 18 games, not much happening. Nick, where are you on the panic meter? Not at all. Okay. I thought Trevor Lawrence overall played a very good game. And I think you watched he played a very good game. He had two touchdowns dropped. He let a comeback. They were leading late. His defense failed him. And on that play, there's a minute 10 left. It's third and 11. You're down six. You have to take some chances. I know that some people would say, oh, you know, live to fight another down. The other downs, now you're fourth and 11. So was that a good play? Of course that wasn't a good play. But Trevor Lawrence played better this weekend than anyone in the last two draft classes, from a quarterback perspective, Can he, than anybody. That's the worst. What? The worst thing what? that Nick does. What? The last two draft classes? Yes. Rookies or second-year players? So he can <laughs> include your boy. Who was better? No. It's just he was better than Mac Jones this weekend. He was better than Fields and Lance. He was he better than Mac That's not saying much at all. That's fine. Let's keep but it but who are we judging him against is my question. Who are we, Other are we judging him against? Other quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay, so we're judging him against the full, full, uh, fully no, developed. No, that's who he plays you against. You can't judge him against Tom. And, Bert and well, Rod. And no, all I'm not expecting him to be Tom no. Brady. So but it's time to start improving. Which he Can did. we say that? Yes, and this was a good game. Yes. All right, go ahead. Then. Go ahead. It's your no, turn. No, I, I'm with him. I, I thought. No, I pan- thought, no worries. No whatsoever. panic at all. I think this young fella is in good hands. I thought he played a much better game than what we've seen him play in the year past. Correct. You know, obviously, you know, you got Christian Kurt out there. I'm a Christian Kurt fan, but he's not a Bono. He's not a Devontae Adams or Justin Jefferson. So they're oh. still putting pieces around this young fella. That, that that needs to have success. But I thought he handled everything well yesterday. Obviously, players try to make plays. You're throwing it up. You're trying to give your receiver a shot. It's picked off. They make money on the defensive side of the ball, too, right? When they come in, they got checks in their lockers, too. But I thought he made some really good decisions. He looked much better under Coach Peterson. I think it's only going up from here yeah. for Trevor Lawrence. I am not panicking at all when it comes to this young fella. Okay, I'm not panicking after one game. But I'm like this. Like, yeah. is this my button? Yeah. I, I'm watching. Yeah. Because, Nick, you, I watched the game, too. And he missed Christian Kirk. He missed him And Zay times. Jones on some bad passes. It wasn't just the – forget the interception. Because you're right. They're desperate. He, he made some really bad throws. Well, where I'm like, how do you miss that? Th- yeah. Then can I ask a quick question? Go. Is there – if you're – if you guys are both yeah, I'm, this I'm just like this. Is there any quarterback – from that draft class that you are not 
this close to panicking on. Is there any quarterback from that draft class that you right now have more faith in than Trevor Lawrence? Of course. I'm I have not more panicking faith. on, on Matt. My answer, give me a break. Matt Jones with a bad back. For, for, okay. for the record, Ooh. he missed Travis Etienne in the first quarter. That was a touchdown. No, Travis Etienne dropped he, it. In the first quarter. He dropped that one late. In the first quarter, he's wide open yep. and he overthrew him. He completed 57% of yep. his passes in, in game 18 of his career. I've been told he's a generational quarterback. He right now he is under 60% in his career. And week one, out of every quarterback that played, he was 24th in completion percentage, and two guys played in a month. He went, he went number one because the uh, r- reason why. Number one is because he is a generational talent. And he well, went number we, one. So we can use and they the had the one. worst yes, football team in the up. NFL. I'll give, you, I'll give you that he's in a bad situation. Last year, of course, <laughs> and even this year is not great. When but I, you can't tell me just because he went number one, we're supposed to cut him some slack. No, we're Russell went number one. Slack, Baker Mayfield went number one. Panic on him. No, I'm not when can I panic? But hold on, I can't have the hand up? No, no. Had a hand. All right, that's no, all I'm saying. He panicked this year. At the end of this year. Yeah. At oh the my. end of this year. And, and at the end of this year, what you're going to see is the Patriots are going to be like, do we need to draft another quarterback? And the Jaguars are going to be like, what's our prep for the playoffs? We haven't been oh, there in a while. Oh, my God. So, uh, they, the they make it like, Mac Jones <laughs> went to the playoffs last year. I, I, see, I understand the talk. sign break now, but I'm so furious. <laughs> that's silly talk. Right? I'm sorry. It's the playoffs, but the noise doesn't make a sound. I don't know. Why didn't the Broncos let Russ cook? We discuss next. No excuse. Talking Russ, Broncos country. Let's ride. Also, that's right. Let's not fumble. <laughs> Russ went for 340. Close game, Brew. Has this shaken your confidence in your Broncos? Your Broncos, beloved Broncos. Well, look. Let, let, first of all, let's contender. define my confidence, my level of confidence. You call them. Contender. I don't have. The, they are a contender. Okay. I do have them as a contender. All right. I have them behind Kansas City in the in the tough AFC West. Sure. One of three teams with the Chargers making the playoffs. I'm still very confident in that. Now, Nathaniel Hackett. I wasn't impressed, and I liked the hire, obviously. And it wasn't just the decision to go for the 64-yard field goal. I didn't like, Coach, the way they handled the, the red zone. I, I didn't like going shotgun from the one-yard line. I thought it took away too many options. So I saw some – and not to mention the 12 penalties, all right? Mm-hmm. So there was a lot. The, the coaching, I think you'll get better. I'm not ready to just throw him out, but that was bad. The defense – which I think, you know, last year was one of the top five scoring defenses in the league. First half was atrocious. Mm. Obviously lost Disley on that, that touchdown. But the second half, they came about Bradley Chubb. Randy Gregory played much better. So I'm sticking with them. I thought Russ con- – look, I thought Coach, he wasn't spectacular. I thought he was good, though, 340 yards. The touchdown – missed the touchdown pass to Tomlinson, the tight end. That could have been – would have been a great catch – but was there, was a great throw. And in that situation, while this is why you pick Seattle, yeah. the emotions are running high. Yeah. We saw Tom Brady go back to New England for the first time last year, and he won, but they, he didn't play great. I, so it's just, if, if it shook Brady just a little, True. I think it shook Russ just a little, and he had the slow start. So I think they'll bounce back and be fine. Well, first of all, we got to congratulate Shane Walter and the offensive coordinator for Seattle and Pete Carroll. I thought they did a great job. There is truth to what you're saying in terms of the emotion of the game. That, that could have played 
a part in it. The first game of the season, that's an aberration because you, you don't know what you're going to get. So it's not indicative typically of, of how things are going to go. And then when you look at what happened, fumbling twice on the, on the plus one hasn't happened in 35 years. So it hasn't happened since 1987 in the strike season. So the, the, it's, it's like a lightning strike. It, it, it just, it, it's, it's so rare. So, so let's take that out of the mix. Now, the mechanics at the end of the game is... is a disaster. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough because... I, hold it, real, I have to interrupt. I want everyone for... Because we have new viewers coming on in the afternoon. If Coach Mangini says a coaching <laughs> decision or process was rough, that is, that is him napalming the guy. That is, that is him going scorched earth, the hellfire of dragons down the It's rough. He doesn't like to do it. I, I hate doing it. I, I don't like doing it. But when, when you look at that situation, I understand this is the first time he's gone through this. But on a fourth and five, when you've got three timeouts left, you take the timeout and you go to the sideline and you discuss your got-to-have-it plays and you have these critical plays in those situations that you've, that you've practiced and that you've agreed upon you're going to go to. And then if you decide to kick a field goal at that depth for, for whatever reason – then you can go ahead, but you have to you have to take some time and, and discuss that before you make that decision to let that time run off. It the just whole thing didn't make insane. any sense. Almost as insane as people picking a Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson combo to beat an Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes combo or combo in the AFC West. Almost as insane as folks. Here's the he, listen. Why did Nick Wright say the Broncos were going to finish under 500 this year? I had three reasons. Let's just see how they look after Week One. Sure. Defensive regression. Why would the defense regress? Well, coaching does matter, and they had a guy named Vic Fangio as their head coach last year, who while maybe had some struggles as a head coach, was a brilliant Mm -hmm. defensive mind. And I was like, yeah, losing him, replacing him with, you know, the guy who used to get Aaron Rodgers' Gatorade, maybe he's going to be a problem. So let's check his Gatorade. It did eventually. He He started. And and Zavro did work for Vic Fangio, so there is some carryover from the system. Um, But he's young. Okay, so that's the first point. Thank you for keeping it. First point. Second point was um, these images we have dancing in our head like so many sugar plums of Russell Wilson scrambling around, looking around, and running doesn't happen anymore. A wise man once told me there's a lot of great young running quarterbacks, not many old running quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And, they're usually, me, and they're usually on their first contract. Let me check the old box score. Russell Wilson, where is he on the rushing stats? All right, I got to go down, down. Oh, there it is. One rush for two yards. That's not going to get it done. And then the last, so that's a little check mark there. But, and then, <laughs> but Russell historically scrambled to throw as opposed to scramble to right. run right. as a priority. But at so, least, but you know, and you, you're acting like he can't no, throw the football. No, that's true. And yesterday he scrambled to take bad sacks. So, you know, Scramble, throw, scramble, run, scramble, take that second. Um, and then the last thing was this, and this is earmuffs, coach. About one out of three NFL new head coaches turn out to be in over their head. They get fired quickly, some of them unfairly, some of them rightfully, but some of them were like, oh, this guy met his Peter principal. He's great at a coordinator, great at this, but he's not a head coach. And the idea, whenever a guy gets hired, as long as you don't have an Adam Gase opening press conference, we're like, oh, He's going to be awesome. I was like, yeah, maybe. In my history, he's got about a one in three chance of being no good. And I'm not saying Nathaniel Haddock's no good. But that, don't you give him a little bit more time than, than the first game? Was oh, your first show no, no. perfect? No, no, no. Of course. I, that's why I said I'm not writing him <laughs> off. He thinks it was. No, no, no. That's why I said I'm not writing, I'm not writing him off. My point was I, we know Andy Reid's good, right? 
I, the, you guys have questions about the Chargers head coach. I think he's very good. That can be debated. He yeah, was, sure can. He was a total unknown. And his opening, you know, the opening performance is you're getting mixed reviews in the Times. And so, <laughs> for all those reasons, I think the Broncos, yeah, Wilds, my faith is shaken if I ever had any. So, I want to dig into that, the Nathaniel Hackett. Contrast to what Brian Dayball did, right? Dayball had a quote that he asked her. He was like, hey, we're going to go for it. And the response was expletive, yeah. And then next thing you know, he's dancing a Juicy in the locker room. It felt like, good, too. Oh, yeah, it looked fantastic. <laughs> he felt like, I'm going to set the tone here. The tone is this. I believe in you. I'm going to be aggressive. And I'm going to try to win football games in an aggressive manner. It feels like Nathaniel Hackett did the opposite. Mike McDaniel did a similar thing. feels like... Hackett did the opposite there, Coach. So do you think he has to reverse course? Is there going to be a course correction where you're like, you know what, from now on, week 2 through 17, 2 through 18, I am going to play super aggressive. Yeah, but now McManus will run through a wall well, for him, buddy. He's, he, <laughs> I mean, he's got the kicker sold. Now he's 52 <laughs> other guys, but the kicker is in for life. Sorry, Br- Brian, Brian Dable did also learn under Bill Belichick. He worked for Nick Saban both in college, you know, when he mm-hmm. was a young guy and then was a coordinator and and he's got a lot a lot more experience than than Nathaniel Hackett does at this point in terms of 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 bringing everybody into the decision making process. I I love that about Brian, but Brian was going to do that whether they said hell yeah or not. <laughs> sure. I mean, that was going to happen. I like the fact that he included people in the decision. It's kind of like when you ask your kids, hey, do you want to do this? But you know you're going to do it no matter what. Yeah. You just want them to sign off on it. But, it, but it's, it's, it's more about having a, a plan in place for critical situations. That, to me, as opposed to, to sign off by guys, it's understanding what you're going to do in those moments where the game is on the line. And, and it didn't look like they had that buttoned up at all. Coach, I, was it so bad? that you think it's not getting fixed. It, they'll obviously try to learn from it, but it's not getting fixed. No, 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 not at all. We, look, we all make mistakes. There's, there's, there's no uh, manual for being a head coach. There's, there's no manual for all the critical situations that are going to come up, but you have to control as much as you can leading up to it. This is a hard, hard lesson learned, and Russell Wilson's really taking care of him by saying, right. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. But, but it's a hard lesson learned, and it would be uh, hard for me to think that that's going to happen again in, in the near term. It's not that hard of a lesson. <laughs> don't, you don't, don't try so? to kick record-setting field goals. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I know there's no handbook, but if there was, that would be early on in the pamphlet. Let's ride. Don't <laughs> try to last set. place in the AFC West. <laughs> okay. hey.